a rising tide lifts all ships. We see products that you wouldn't think of as typical prime day products, uh, like more industrial goods even, increase in sales uh, around prime day too. And that's just because of the large inflow of traffic around that time. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. Um, so today we're actually doing a live recording for the podcast itself. Um, we've got Prime Day coming up, so we figured that we would cover a lot of different things going into Prime Day and then also do a live recording so we can get any Q&A or questions as we go through to us. So from a podcast perspective, this will sound a little bit different. And for everybody joining live, um, definitely thanks for joining. And any questions that you've got along the way, feel free to add them in. And at the end, Matt and I can stop and then kind of go through some of the questions and see what everybody has. So Matt, how's it going today? It's a beautiful day. Ready to talk about Prime Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and right now we, we just moved offices. So we're, we're testing out a new setup. So feel free to use the comments if we're if we're having any audio issues or anything like that. But um, so Matt, overall, we got Prime Day coming up. So give us a general overview, Prime Day, what we've seen in the past, kind of how you break it down, maybe just introduce us to what we do for Prime Day, especially on the advertising side. Yeah, let's talk about the lead in to start. So that's where we are right now. We're in the weeks leading up to Prime Day. By now, you should have had your deals submitted, you've planned your coupons, any sort of uh, promotions beyond, outside of your advertising are planned and in place. Ideally, at this point, you would have communicated those to your PPC managers so that they can start looking at adjusting campaigns for the lead up to Prime Day, Prime Day itself, and the lead out. Uh, so right now, we're moving into summer. This is the typical Prime Day timeframe that Amazon usually has. The reason why they put Prime Day in summer is because traffic is normally down. So across e-commerce platforms, pretty much all e-com, uh, as you move into summer, people become a lot more active. They're out of the house. They're not shopping as much from their devices. And so there's typically a decline in traffic leading up to Prime Day. Uh, as we get closer to Prime Day, though, impressions are going to start ticking up as people start planning their deals. So the majority of Prime Day shoppers will look at products, browse listings ahead of Prime Day to plan the products that they wanna purchase, to look for deals and figure out their shopping list and their their Prime Day game plan. So yeah. as we're game planning, they're game planning too. And before we even jump into that too, just a couple of trends that we've been noticing right now. So like Matt said, typically as we go into summer, um, we tend to see shopping patterns decrease or I guess just general traffic and sales decrease overall. And we're definitely seeing that this year, just looking at all the data. Um, I think there's a number of factors coming into play. One in the U.S., things seem to be really opening up. So people may be going back more to like brick and mortar stores where they shifted to e-commerce before. Um, at the same time, as things get warmer, as people go into summer break, they tend to do less shopping overall. And so that is the key reason why Amazon started Prime Day in the first place is to really boost sales in this very low shopping time period. And so um, overall, we're seeing that downtrend right now going into summer for total sales. But what's awesome is now we've got Prime Day to look forward to. So just one thing to keep in mind, if you have seen sales decrease, say over like the last month, 
Um, that is typical. That is normal. And don't compare year over year either, because last May was really crazy and unusual where everything was shutting down due to COVID. Um, so I would definitely compare trends like from May right now to two years ago, if you're looking at different trends going in. So just one side note right there um, that we're currently seeing. Totally. Yeah. So another thing to keep in mind is that as we lead into Prime Day, uh, with window shoppers, people planning deals, clicking through on listings, you may see a bit of a downtrend in conversion rates. And the key reason for that is window shopping. So people are clicking through to plan what they're going to buy on Prime Day, but they're not converting yet because they're holding up for deals or waiting for the event itself. So conversion rate could trend down a little bit, especially the few days before the weekend before Prime Day itself. You'll see most sellers see a slight downtrend in conversion rates. Um, it's different from a diff from any other conversion rate decline and that we still want impressions to serve. We still want our products in front of those shoppers because they're in that planning phase. They'll circle back and purchase on prime day. So whereas we typically like to mitigate those window shoppers and try and reduce visibility from people that aren't going to purchase prime day is different. We want to get our ads in front of those people. Uh, we want to get your product pages uh, and your brand in their minds. So that way they circle back and make that purchase on Prime Day. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing to keep in mind going into Prime Day, you're probably going to see ACOS decrease overall because people are doing the window shopping, but essentially they're adding things to their wish list as they go. Sorry. And yeah, ACOS increase or right. ROAS decrease. Uh, you're not going to see as good of returns. Thanks for correcting me on that. <laughs> Yeah, and then, um, but they're adding things to their wish list. So when Prime Day comes, now they've already got your products in mind. They're going to see if there's any deals during Prime Day itself, and then they're going to complete the purchase at that time. So let's talk on Prime Day. What sort of metrics do you see? Yeah, yeah. So overall, for for Prime Day metrics, I mean, we definitely see a spike in traffic. Yeah. Um, so that that is one of the major pieces. So. Um, I mean, looking at the stats that we've got, so 130% increase in impressions. Day one tends to be about 10% higher than day two, but overall we see a major boost over that period. Um, I guess, what, what are other things that you typically see? Traffic's a huge one, obviously. Yeah, that's the biggest one. People are flooding to the platform for the day of the event to make purchases to find those products. So massive increase in traffic day of. Uh, with that surge in traffic and with all the advertising around Prime Day, uh, there's also an increase in competition. So other sellers are trying to capture that traffic, bring those shoppers in brands, sell their products. So on the advertising front, you'll likely see cost per click increase. What's interesting, though, is we see much larger inflection points changes in CPC around like the holiday buying season, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, uh, and in Q4 in general, then during Prime Day. Over the last few years, we've seen on average anywhere from uh, a couple percent increase to 10% increase in uh, cost per click, depending on the year. Uh, average right around a 5% increase. Uh, conversion rate, the increase in conversion rates has outpaced that cost per click increase. So what that means is uh, with higher conversion rates, lower CP or and relatively lower CPCs you should see ACOS favorability. So lower ACOS on the day of the event. Uh, 
better ROAS, better advertising returns. Yeah. So just breaking that down really quickly. So essentially what we see cost per click tends to go up about 5%, but conversion rate tends to go up over 10%. Um, and so while cost per click, while competition gets a little bit stronger, people tend to convert a lot better into sales over that period. Um, and so that means that a cost goes down. So we're turning more of those clicks into sales and we're not having to pay quite as much. We're, we're paying a little bit more, but not as much of the increase that we're seeing in conversion rate. Um, so overall, this can be a great time where, whereas like going into say Black Friday, Thanksgiving timeframe and going into Christmas, it tends to get more competitive. And I think it's just because people maybe gear up more for the entire key for shopping season where not as many people are making drastic changes just for the two day prime day event. Um, so this is a great spot to really set yourself apart um, because we're going to see a good boost in conversion rate. Um, so if you can make sure you're securing those really high value impressions and placements, getting that traffic, uh, you're going to see a good return from your advertising overall. Yeah. So bottom line, with the massive increase in traffic, better conversion rates, sales typically improves substantially over that period. So on average, 100 plus percent increase in sales. Uh, that varies quite a bit by the seller, obviously, and the product mix that they have. So if you have products that you're planning to run deals for or um, have coupons for, you're running promotions, I would expect a larger lift for those products. But a rising tide lifts all ships. We see products that you wouldn't think of as typical Prime Day products, uh, like more industrial goods even, increase in sales uh, around Prime Day too. And that's just because of the large inflow of traffic around that time frame. Yeah, yeah. It, it's an interesting time period because for Prime Day, it's not like you have, say, like the holidays coming up where you're trying to purchase for different people. Like people are just looking for deals in general. So that's where it's not as category specific. We tend to see sales increase quite a bit just across the board between all categories, um, some more than others. But, you know, where, whereas in the holidays, it's going to be much more like gift specific where we see a lot more purchases. But again, increase in traffic kind of. What is it? The rising tide lifts all ships. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so as we come into prime day, maybe you walk through the different phases. Like, so we talked through a couple of days before any other pieces that you want to cover, like going into prime day itself, um, or are we good there and we can move into prime day? So I scoured the data just to prep for this, uh, live podcast and the largest lift of like window shoppers, people planning their deals comes, starts two days before Prime Day itself. There is a slight ramp up over that period and we don't know what mix of those impressions are people, you know, planning their Prime Day shopping. Um, but the largest lift occurs two days before. So in terms of ramping up, if you're open to a slightly lower conversion rate to get those products in front of shoppers, for Prime Day, I would say look to start increasing budgets and potentially bids uh, for promoted products, especially uh, two days ahead of Prime Day. Uh, but the day of the event is where you're going to want to load the vast majority of your adjustments. Sure. So should we get into a couple recommendations there? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I can start there. You know, so when we get into Prime Day, like we see a massive increase in traffic. So a really easy one is just make sure that you're not running on a budget during Prime Day. Uh, if you have budget set where you're typically coming pretty close on the average day, 
like I would at least double your budgets as you go. Like we're seeing 130% increase in impressions. So just make sure you're not running out of budget. And I was, I would be going back throughout the event and making sure that again, if I've got solid performing campaigns, the last thing I want to do is just run out of budget during the day and then lose out on all those traffic, all that traffic and impressions. Yeah. Throughout the entire day, we monitor budgets to make sure that we're not missing out on exposure and having our ads stop serving um, because we hit budget. So, yeah. Yeah. So what, what's some other, what's some other pieces that you typically recommend? Uh, a few things. So I guess as a disclaimer too, on the front end of this, uh, we're talking about averages across our full client mix. Some people have industrial products, some people, you know, with products that aren't typical prime day, items that people shop for. Uh, again, they do see a lift, but they pull down the averages a little bit. So first recommendation is go back through your historic results, use whatever data you have on your own product mix, factor in your the deals that you'll be running and come up with your own tailored plan. We do that for all of our clients. You should do it too. Don't take like averages as gospel. So uh, we'll talk to what we typically, a typical approach, I guess, but know that your plan may differ. And um, these are, you know, rough generalizations for, you know, the average seller on Prime Day. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we can definitely see very, a, a lot of differences between different products. And then also other, other items to take into account, like, are they running deals or other promotions during the day? Um, are these typical items that have done really well on previous prime days, you know, like maybe in like the electronics category or, you know, some of the more like smaller, like, I would say like electronics tend to do really well overall, like, whereas like industrial products, they still see a massive increase, but not as much. Um, so yeah, definitely take into account how your product has previously done. That's what we're doing. We're constantly trying to forecast how things are going to go ahead of time so then we can set the right bids the right placement adjustments and make the right moves so um we're making sure that we're getting maximum exposure while making sure we're also getting a good advertising return yeah two other pieces to keep into account to take into account too first being inventory so the world has a supply chain crunch right now where inventory is hard to come by amazon has like more strict limitations than they've had in years past, you know, barring last year, essentially during, during the COVID crisis and lockdown. So um, if you were expected to run out of stock, if you could sell out of stock organically, then I wouldn't change your advertising plan or potentially even throttle back uh, to make sure you don't run out of stock. Don't have your ads accelerate out of stock. Um, don't pay to go out of stock faster, I guess. Uh, and then deals. So if you're running really aggressive promotions, this totally depends on your strategy for your brand, but those are going to affect your margins. And that may affect how you choose to leverage PPC or DSP uh, around Prime Day. So if you're running really aggressive coupons or, or lightning deals where your margins really crunched, uh, unless you're looking for like a sales maximization strategy, trying to improve ranking, BSR, um, you may want to take a bit more conservative approach with those products if your margins become extremely tight because of the other promos you're running. 
Sure. So with all of that, all those disclaimers out of the way, let's get into the meat <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, so one thing to definitely do is look back at previous prime days and see, um, we want to look for the difference, the change in conversion rate. Um, and so we want to see for your products, how much did conversion rate increase over previous prime days? And then what we're going to do is we can increase bids based off of that. So if we were at currently our ACOS target, say we're trying to target a 20% ACOS and then maximize sales from there. Um, and we see conversion rate increase 10% uh, last prime day. Um, then what we could do is let's boost our bids by 10%. Our ACOS should still come in at 20% um, because we're getting, we're turning more of those clicks into buyers but now I can be more aggressive with the bids, which means I can get more traffic, which leads to more sales overall while still getting a good return. So that's really like going down to the basics. What we're trying to do is forecast future conversion rates for our products. Um, but say you weren't running the same products before for the previous Prime Day, which was you know quite a while ago. Um, I guess wasn't actually too long ago since it was delayed last year. Um, but then... Uh, what, what you can do if you don't have that is go off of some of these averages and the uptick that we saw was 11% uh, going into prime day. Yeah. And I'd always take a scaled approach too. So we don't do across the board adjustments for prime day. In most instances, we're going to use a scalpel versus a hatchet. So our core keywords, those that produce high volume of sales, great ACOS, we're going to increase bids to a larger extent there. We want to make sure that we're not losing exposure. We're not losing impression share for our winning targets. So we'll increase those to a larger extent than other targets. Uh, during Prime Day, you may also choose to target uh, some higher funnel keywords that reach a larger audience, especially for products that you're promoting uh, with deals or coupons. So if you have a price advantage over your, comp your competition, uh, you may want to be a little bit more aggressive to catch, capture that audience that hasn't found your product yet. Uh, so, you know, we're always going to be aggressive with those long tail profitable keywords, but you may choose to also step up bids for more awareness or general category keywords that are still, you know, highly relevant to your product, but reach an audience that isn't familiar with your offering yet. It's a great way to get people, new shoppers in brand, uh, expose people to your catalog and increase your market share over your competition, which ultimately will better position you moving forward after Prime Day too, since uh, because of the ranking benefits there. Sure, sure. So those are those are some awesome tips for like during Prime Day. What do you think about like after Prime Day? So once Prime Day is done, what's some key things that people should be taking in, uh, into account? Yeah, so we see it all the time. Like during Q4, it's a massive, uh, shift in purchase intent. So conversion rate drops after products are delivered after Christmas in most instant instances. So uh, with that conversion rate decline, if cost per click doesn't drop with it, your ACOS is going to climb quite a bit. So the market can be quick to increase bids like ahead of these events, but slow to react to conversion rate drops and changes in purchase intent. And so we see it all the time where passive advertisers leave their bids stagnant in the wake of Prime Day or in the wake of Q4. And that keeps cost per click inflated, even though conversion rate purchase intent has dropped. So 
be proactive. And when the event's over, I'd restore your bids to where they were previously because that prime day lead up period is going to be pretty reflective of performance post prime day. Um, yeah, I mean, you can use a, you could even download a bulk file like before prime day, before you make the initial moves to help you restore all those bids back really easily. So that's one good way to use bulk files. Like when we, we had our podcast with Elizabeth who walked us through how to do that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is like, we see this, it's so apparent like after the Christmas time period. Um, but definitely for prime day too, where, um, And this is one of the issues with using like pure automation um, is that automation tends to be backwards looking for a lot of these different tools. And so what they'll do for like Prime Day is they'll adjust your bids up, but then they'll wait to see that performance is poor after Prime Day to drop them back down. And they tend to drop them down slowly. Right. Um, And so we see the same thing over Christmas where these backward looking software um, optimization tools they just take a long time to respond. So this is a time where you don't want to be wasting your cash um, and bidding too aggressively for advertising. So we definitely recommend taking a proactive approach. We know that conversion rates are going to return back to where they were before. So let's cut bids back proactively right after the Prime Day event. Yeah. And then in most cases, excluding Prime Day results from future bidding decisions. So avoiding that data, which isn't reflective of the period we're now in. That event's going to prop up conversion rate. It's going to prop up sales. So taking that into account for non-prime day bidding decisions uh, can lead to unoptimized uh, bids and targets. Sure, sure. And so one other item to take into account after Prime Day, and I actually got to be on one of Amazon's, uh, they had a Prime Day summit, and so I got to be a featured guest for it. And so one, one thing that we talked through was being able to utilize retargeting after Prime Day. So Prime Day is awesome because you have this massive spike in traffic overall. And so you have a lot of people who have just been introduced to your products. And not all of those people are going to buy on Prime Day itself. And so we've got a couple different options that we can use to retarget those people who have visited our detail page but haven't purchased. Um, So one great one is Sponsored Display. Um, So if you haven't checked out Sponsored Display, I would check it out and use it definitely after Prime Day for um, audience views, remarketing. Um, and what you can do there is essentially if anybody has visited your product detail page in the last 30 days, but have, hasn't purchased, um, now it can show them ads both on and off of Amazon. Um, and another great way is DSP. You want to walk us through that? Yeah, totally. So DSP is like sponsored display on steroids. So we can run those view-based retargeting campaigns, but with far more granular controls and optimizations. So we can we can customize look back periods, um, how often the frequency in which our ads are displayed. So we can reduce ad fatigue from people uh, that view the listing. We don't want to overload them with with our ads. Uh, we can control placements uh, or supply to a much greater extent. So targeting on Amazon or off Amazon to a greater uh, at a higher ratio than the other two. Plus, there's a whole host of features. Uh, I would, if you're interested in DSP, like we've covered it to a fair extent uh, in previous podcast episodes, 
So those would be good reference points to go back and do more research, but tons of potential um, on average, you know, our, our ROAS is fantastic. You know, outpaces our sponsored ad returns by a pretty substantial margin. So, um, and sponsored display, especially, you know, just the, all those built-in additional controls, customized audience building and all that good stuff leads to a lot better results. Sure. Sure. So any other pieces that you want to cover before we, we go into the Q and a between the, you know, initial prep and then during prime day and after prime day, any, any other pieces that we missed there? Not that I can think of. Let's cut the questions. It sounds good. Yeah. So we're streaming on multiple platforms right now. So, um, I I'll go through a couple of questions that, that we've got. Um, so one person asked like, what are typical lessons learned that you've experienced during previous prime days? So Matt, we've been through probably four, five prime days now. Um, so any, any key lessons learned that you've had from previous prime days overall? Yeah. So I think one of the major items would be like that lead in period and not trying to discourage ad spend to a large extent. Like we knew that conversion rate was going to decline leading up to the events. And, you know, so many of our clients are very ACOS focused. Uh, but even though that conversion rate declines and ACOS can climb those two days, it's offset in the subsequent days, the, the days of prime day. Um, so not being too passive there, even though, you know, there could be a conversion rate decline, not, you know, reducing bids to a great extent over those days or any extent, even to miss out on that product exposure that, that you're generating that brand awareness. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't let ACOS dictate like what you do the couple days leading up to prime day. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So essentially just being very proactive on the, the front end during it and right after too. Um, so yep, definitely agree there. Um, and another question that we've got is like, when you're looking at different strategies, like say competitor conquesting, um, how aggressive do you want to be, um, during prime day? And do you, do you tend to like, really look at say like top of search or some of the more aggressive placements that you want to get like what well, how do you typically approach that man yeah so there's a rising competition on prime day uh we see top of search placements increase at a greater cpc than other placements but there's such a massive conversion rate benefit like if you're sales focused at all like i would step up your top of search placement settings uh they typically convert, you know, two times higher than other placements. Prime day, that's even slightly higher. So, um, you know, you, you're going to be paying a CPC premium for those placements, but the conversion rate benefit typically offsets it. I'd be aggressive with your your top of search settings around Prime day. Mm -hmm. um, what was the other piece? Uh, like competitor conquesting sure. too. So, like. How much do you focus on? Do you focus on more like defensive strategies or offensive strategies or kind of just keep it the same going through prime day? Sure. So like defensive strategies would be brand defense and then like ASIN defense or cross promotion um, tactics where we use product targeting to advertise our catalog on our own catalogs, product pages, be aggressive with both. You don't want to yield market share around prime day, um, especially in top placements. So don't let people, your comp competition steal your market share. In terms of comp 
in a, in terms of conquesting, there's a ton of opportunity, especially if you're running deals or coupons. So the difficulty is we don't have visibility into what our competitors are running until we get to the point where they're running them. So planning, you know, who to be, who to target more aggressively can be a little bit more challenging, uh, but you know what sort of promos you're running and that should will likely create an advantage in terms of price over your competition over that period. They may run deals. Maybe you noticed what they ran in the year previous. So you can plan around that. But if you're running, if you're running deals, if you're running promotions, coupons, whatever, uh, conquesting becomes a much more viable strategy. It puts your product at an, a likely advantage to your competition. So stepping up bids for your product targets for your promoted products um, is an awesome strategy. Sure. Sure. Um, let's see, we've got two other ones, both on sponsor display. So do you need to be brand registered to use sponsor display and which ASINs do you add to sponsor display, um, retargeting? So sure. yeah, maybe if you could take both of those. Yeah. So you have to be brand registered. Uh, and then as for what products you add to your sponsor display campaigns, um, I mean, you can create campaigns for all of your ASINs or typical product groupings for display, like view-based retargeting would be grouping by parent ASIN. Uh, we wouldn't take like a one size fits all approach for any other ad type, but view-based retargeting, we want to show the product. We want them to land on the product page of whichever, you know, ASIN they viewed. And so grouping a lot of like interrelated products uh, together it's not as effective. So at, you can segment beyond parent ASIN down to child ASIN, you know, singling out your hero products and such, but really I would probably structure uh, a campaign per parent ASIN or look at ad grouping by child ASIN even. Sure, sure. And then uh, final one, and then we'll probably wrap this up. Um, so what other strategies can you utilize with DSP for prime day? And I can kind of take a, an initial shot at that one. So another great strategy. So we talked about remarketing, um, but another one, especially if you have a consumable product is repurchases. Um, so during prime day, just with the uptick in traffic, you're going to gain a lot of potential new customers. And so it's like, say you sell supplements or something else that runs out and people need to repurchase it. What we can do is set up repurchasing campaigns um, and we can use DSP to say, all right, if they say it typically runs out in 60 days. So if somebody purchased within the uh, maybe like last 58 to 70 days, or we can set a range around when they're typically going to run out. Um, now we can use repurchasing ads to kind of give them an extra nudge or reminder that, hey, you should repurchase from us. And this is a great way to build up very loyal customers overall that continue to repurchase over time. Um, so it's definitely something that we recommend coming out of Prime Day along with remarketing. I guess any other DSP pieces that you would add that's Prime Day specific? Yeah, there are a few. So one of the cool aspects of DSP is the creative will show active coupons in it. So if you're running coupons, that's a really enticing um, opportunity. You can yeah. also and same thing with sponsored display right. too. They'll actually show it during when you've got any promotions running to us. Another great point there. Yeah. Yep. Um, you can tailor your copy too in the both sponsored display and For uh, sure. DSP, you know, to some 
more event-based messaging, yeah. uh, better call to action. Um, with DSP, we can segment, we always segment our line types by, uh, our lines by uh, where the placement is. So either on Amazon, off Amazon, Amazon mobile display, you know, each of the different supply sources um, at a high level. So anyways, targeting on Amazon placements to a greater degree, especially for those um, promoted product, like those products with active coupons is an awesome strategy around Prime Day. So step up budgets and be more aggressive with on Amazon placements since people are gonna be flocking to the platform um, during Prime Day itself. After Prime Day, um, off Amazon is an awesome way of re-engaging shoppers and getting them back to the platform and looking at your products again. So um, Prime Day itself, I'd say focus on on Amazon placements to a large extent and then use like some conquesting features potentially like similar product targeting or even building a custom audience based on your competitor products where you think you'll have an advantage over them. Yeah, yeah. so lots of opportunities there. Um, so overall, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up this podcast on Prime Day. Um, for those who join live, thanks for joining live. And for those listening to the podcast, thanks for listening to the Ad Project podcast as always. Um, we've got lots of other great content coming out soon. So hope you listen to more episodes. If you haven't checked out the Ad Project, definitely recommend you go there if you want to dig deeper on any one of these different ad types, whether it be sponsored display, DSP, any of the sponsored ad strategies. Um, we've got a lot of information there too. So overall, thanks for joining and uh, we'll see you soon.